morning. I have a question for you. Do you want to make your life count for Jesus Christ and his kingdom? Do you want to have impact in your world for the gospel? That's the question we're going to explore today on Real Truth for Today. I'm your host, Pastor Jeff Shreve, and I am the pastor of First Baptist Church in Texarkana, Texas. I've been here since February of 2003. I never thought when the Lord brought me to First Baptist Texarkana that this would be the place that I would finish out my ministry, but it looks like God has me here for uh, for that purpose, and Debbie and I are so excited about that. We It took us a while to acclimate to Texarkana, Texas. We were from Houston, Texas. Big difference between Houston, Texas and Texarkana, Texas. And um, there were bumps along the road in the church, no doubt, uh, because if you know anything about Baptist churches, you know change is, is not uh, high on their priority list is uh, for fun things to do, and uh, the church needed to change. The church constantly needs to adapt and change. We can't get stuck. Uh, we are anchored to the Word. That never changes, but the way we communicate the Word of God to people has to be in a language they understand and in the culture that they understand. And Now, we make a difference in our culture not by being like the culture, but by standing uh, out from the culture. The scripture says in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, 17, the Lord says, Come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord, and don't participate in their sins. A Christian is an ambassador for Jesus Christ. Jesus was so different from the world so different from the religious system that he grew up in in Judaism in first century Israel. And, uh, you know, he, he didn't speak as the Pharisees spoke. They spoke in footnotes. They would quote this person, quote that person, quote the other person. Well, Gamaliel sells this, and, and uh, Nicodemus says that. Jesus spoke with authority. He spoke the word of God. He called those guys out for their hypocrisy, and he was salt and light, the light of the world. And people would flock to him to hear him. Even when they, uh, the religious leaders sent, sent people to arrest Jesus, they said, where is he? And those guys came back empty-handed. They said, we've never heard anyone talk the way he talks. Now, we, as believers, are inhabited by the Holy Spirit of God. Uh, what is a Christian? A Christian is a person who is, has surrendered his life, <clears throat> her life to Jesus, and has the presence of the indwelling Holy Spirit living inside. And the Holy Spirit who is resident must be president. He must be in charge. And do not get drunk with wine where is in excess, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. And so if we're going to make an impact in this world for Christ, we can't be like the world. We, we communicate in the language of the world. You know, if you go to, you go to Russia or you go to China or you go to some, some other uh, foreign land, you know, the first thing you have to do as a missionary is learn the language learn the culture, learn the customs, 
so that you can communicate to those people in a way that they can understand it. The New Testament was written in Koine Greek, a language that everyone understood. Uh, That was spoken universally, and so people could understand the language. And God wants to communicate in a language that people can understand. And he wants to use your life, and he wants to use my life, to make a difference in this world for Christ. So that, that at the end of your life, at the end of my life, we can hear the Lord say as he looks at us, Faith turns to sight, and we see face-to-face the one who died for us on the cross. We can hear him say, well done, my good and faithful slave. You were faithful in a few things. I'm going to put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. Now, to hear a well done, you have to take what the Lord has given you, the gifts and talents and opportunities You take what he's given you and you use it for his glory. This is what the Bible says in 1 Peter 2, verse 9. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession. That's who you are. And then it says this, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. You are that you may. You are these things that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. That's what we're called to do as Christians. That's how we make an impact. We shine for Christ and we share what great things the Lord has done for us and how he's had mercy on us. We shine and share. We witness through our life and through our lips. Jesus said, let your light so shine among men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. So by the way we live, we testify to the fact that Jesus Christ has changed our lives. The way we act and the way we react. Now, acting a certain way that uh, we have people in movies and television shows are called actors because they act a certain way. They, you're playing this character, this character is, is super sweet or this character is super nasty. You act that way. Now, that's just, an, that's just an act. That's just a put on. Reaction is not something that you can control. That is going to show where you are. Um, my pastor... Damon Shook, who's in heaven now, he used to say, you know, your life is like a tube of toothpaste. And when you get squeezed, what comes out is what's inside. And so the Bible says, um, blessed be the, the Lord, the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who always leads us in his triumph in Christ and manifests through us the sweet aroma of the knowledge of him in every place. When you are right with God, when you're walking with God, when the Holy Spirit is is ruling and controlling your life, when you get squeezed, the way you react is in Christ because what comes out of the tube is Jesus by his spirit. You're controlled by his spirit. So you don't lash out. You don't uh, 
you know, attack. You don't uh, start you know, ripping people up with your tongue or with your fists. You don't do any of that because what comes out is Jesus. Now, this is what the Bible says concerning the Lord Jesus that is uh, such an example to us. It says in 1 Peter chapter 2, For you have been called for this purpose, since Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example for you to follow in his steps, who committed no sin, nor was any deceit found in his mouth. And while being reviled, he did not revile in return. While suffering, he uttered no threats, but kept entrusting himself to him who judges righteously. Jesus lives inside every believer by the Holy Spirit of God. The Spirit of Christ lives inside of us. And so we, as we trust him, as we look to him, as we yield to him, we can let him respond to those difficulties in life. The scripture goes on to say in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 8, To sum up, let all be harmonious, sympathetic, brotherly, kind-hearted, and humble in spirit, not returning evil for evil or insult for insult, but giving a blessing instead, for you are called for the very purpose that you might inherit a blessing. You know, people, when you name the name of Christ, people will watch you. People want to see, is this real? Is this just an act? Are you an actor? Are you just... uh, kind of playing, quote-unquote, playing a a Christian, or are you for real? Are you genuine? I still remember a a comment I heard years and years and years ago by a home missionary. Her name was Mildred McWhorter, and she was giving a testimony, and she said that she was working with some inner-city kids, and this this one kid, young kid, probably about uh, 10, 11 years old, he said to her one day, he said, Mrs. McWhorter, he said, are you for real? And she was kind of a jokester, and she grabbed her arms and hands, and she said, well, I feel real. And he said, no, that's not what I mean. Are you for real? Do you really love me? Are you genuine? Is it, is it real in your life? People want to know that. And if you name the name of Christ, and you let people know, I'm a believer in Jesus, which is very important, especially at work, to let people know early on, well, I'm a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. I belong to him, and, and he is my Lord, and he is my Savior, and I desire to please him. I desire to walk with him. You make that known to people. Let me, let me uh, promise you this. They will watch you. They will watch you because they want to see. They're going to watch how you act and how you react. Uh, do you participate in the office gossip and in the character assassination of the boss, of the supervisor? Uh, what comes out of your mouth? Do you, do you talk like they do? Do you use uh, vulgarities like they do? When things don't go right, do you let out a string of, of uh, profanity like they do? When I was 19 years old, I had a summer job working at Shell Oil Company, and uh, I remember having a a desire to be a witness to the people that I worked with. And this one guy said to me one day, actually he was talking to the other workers and he was using me as a joke. And he said this, he said, Jeff wouldn't say the S word if he had it in his mouth. And they had a big laugh about that. 
And you know, I I, I looked at that as, man, that's that's good. I, I'm glad you said that. And it was as if the Lord just kind of uh, put his his hand on my back and patted me on the back and said, "You're doing good. They are. You're making a difference. They notice there's a difference in you. You don't talk like they do. You don't act like they do. You don't respond like they do." See, remember this, as a believer, we are twice-born people, and we live in a world of once-born people. The world is going in a different direction than the Christian, and that's why the Lord says, don't be like the world. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, let me find it here, 2 Corinthians chapter 6 reminds us of this is so important because we live in a world today where the churches try to be like the world. The scripture says, do not be bound together with unbelievers for what partnership have righteousness and lawlessness or what fellowship has light with darkness or what harmony has Christ with Belial or what has a believer in common with an unbeliever or what agreement has the temple of God with idols For we are the temple of the living God, just as God said, I will dwell in them and walk among them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Therefore, come out from their midst and be separate, says the Lord, and do not touch what is unclean, and I will welcome you. God wants us to be different. He says, you shall be holy, for I am holy. And and how do we make an impact in this world? By the way we live, by our shine for Christ, let your... Uh, light so shine among men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven and by our lips. And we speak up for Jesus and we let people know the way I am is because of Jesus. He has changed my life. What is a testimony? A testimony just says, this is what I was like before, as we sing the song Amazing Grace. I once was lost, but now I'm found. T'was blind, but now I see. And I was one way before, and I'm this way now, and the reason I am this way is because of Jesus. He's changed my life. He's taken away a a heart of of hate and given me a heart of love. He's taken away the, the bitterness and replaced it with his sweetness. That is the testimony of every believer walking with Jesus, and we can make such a difference as we shine and as we share. You're listening to Real Truth for today. I'm your host, Pastor Jeff Shreve. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Don't go away. You ever make a change and then think, why didn't I do this years ago? Well, that's how people feel about switching to MediShare for their health care, especially now with inflation the way it is. People are very happy with the savings. Most families save about $500 a month when they switch. It's a huge help when prices are going up so fast in so many other areas. And MediShare's customer satisfaction rate is double that of health insurance. It's just a different experience, and people really like that. MediShare is an alternative to health insurance. It's a community of Christians who share each other's healthcare bills, and it's been going strong for over 25 years. It really is the gold standard, the most trusted name in healthcare sharing. Find out why people love it. Find out why they rave about the customer service and find out how good it feels to save some money right now. They're super easy to talk to. Here's the number, 833-44-BIBLE. That's 833-44-BIBLE, 833-44-BIBLE. 
airing the Addisons. Sherry B and J Mac are on tap to help us navigate the show. Will the Great, where do we go next? All right, let's go to Brad in Arkansas. Hi, Brad. Good afternoon. I enjoy your show as always. Applying scripture to life. You can talk about anything that we have discussed this week or maybe something that you want to bring to our attention. If we don't know about it, we're just going to tell you we don't know about it. You know, and then you'll just have to, you know, judge me. I'm sorry. Bearing <laughs> the Addisons. Weekdays at 2 Central on American Family Radio. Spiritual warfare is a reality that none of us are going to be able to escape. The scripture reveals that we are engaged in spiritual warfare. We must be. But then the word of God says, but the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. So guess what that means? Our munition supply is not limited to this natural sphere. We're not merely just engaged. We are engaged to win. I like that. Tune in to the Hamilton Quarter. Weekday afternoons at 5 Central on American Family Radio. The American Family Association presents the Marriage Family Life Conference 2022, along with a youth apologetics track. The Marriage Family Life Conference does not exclude children on purpose. It's, it's built, built in. in. We want families to come. And the thing is, if you look at what people who hate God are doing, they are going through After. great lengths to indoctrinate our children. Yes, And so that's this right. is a, a chance to be on offense. They're going to be equipped. You know, at the same time you're being equipped, we care about what's happening with our children. Please join us for this year's conference, July 7th through the 9th, at the Bancourse South Arena in Tupelo, Mississippi. Register now at marriagefamilylife.net. Better hurry, though. Registration ends on May 15th. We're just looking for ways to help equip families for what's going on. Welcome back to Real Truth for Today. I'm your host, Pastor Jeff Shreve. I'm the pastor at First Baptist Church in Texarkana, Texas, and the host of and founder of From His Heart Ministries. From His Heart is a national and international radio and television and online ministry. We're heard every weeknight at 6 p.m. Central Time right here on American Family Radio. We'd love to have you tune in. Uh, you can follow us online, too, at fromhisheart.org. And you can follow me on Twitter, if you'd like, at Jeff Shreve, J-E-F-F-S-C-H-R-E-V-E. Well, we're talking this morning about making an impact for Jesus Christ. You know, really, that's why we're here on this earth. Jesus said to the disciples before he ascended to heaven, uh, they thought he was going to set up his kingdom. Lord, is it now that you're going to set up your kingdom? This is Acts chapter 1. And he said, it's not for you to know times and epochs which the Father has set by his own authority, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be my witnesses. Where are we going to witness, Lord? In Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and even to the uttermost parts of the earth, the remotest parts of the earth. We are called to be his witnesses. Now, I think that in Christianity, Christianity today, we forget that that is our purpose for being on this earth. 
uh, we're to be a witness in everything that we do, in everything that we say, in how we act, in how we react, in how we treat people. We're to be his witnesses. We're ambassadors for Christ. And we're here telling people that there is one way to heaven. There's one way to peace, and it's through the power of the cross. And that Jesus died and rose again, and he's coming back in power and great glory. And uh, just as Noah, when he was building the ark, he shared with the people, judgment is coming. It's coming by way of a flood. But there is salvation. There is deliverance. There is rescue in the ark that I'm building. Now, the ark is a picture of Jesus. He is the only refuge from judgment. And you know what's really interesting about the ark, uh, Noah's ark? It was covered inside and out with pitch. Now, what is pitch? It's black, sticky tar. That's what he covered it in so it wouldn't leak. And the the same word that's used for pitch is also used as and translated atonement. It's it's the atonement. That, That ark was covered in atonement so that no drop of the waters of judgment would get in that ark. Jesus is our Savior. Jesus uh, died on the cross. His blood washes us white as snow. His blood is the atonement for our sins. Um, and, And the Bible says, and not for ours only, but also for those of the whole world. He died for everyone, and anyone who puts his faith and trust in Jesus is is uh, in covered in the blood of Jesus, so to speak, spiritually, and there's not one drop of judgment that will get us when we are covered in the blood and set apart in the blood of Jesus. That's why it says in Romans chapter 8, verse 1, there is therefore now no condemnation, not a speck of condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the Spirit of life has set me free from the law of sin and of death. And so we are set apart, we are cleansed, we are born again, and God takes us out of this world as his children and sends us right back into this world to be a witness in this world, and that's our only business in the world. Now remember this, we are like a ship in the ocean, and the ocean is the world. And it's good for the Christian to be in the world. We can't witness, you know, once you die, you're not a witness in the world anymore. Uh, The Lord takes you out and takes you to glory. And so while you're here, you are a a ship in the ocean called the world. Now, it's, it's fine for the Christian to be in the world. It's not fine for the Christian, for the world to be in the Christian and just like it's not fine, if you're on a, a ship in the ocean, you don't want the water of the ocean to get into the boat because that is going to sink your boat. Uh, why did the Titanic sink? It hit the iceberg, and the water outside the ship started getting inside the ship, and that ship went down. So we're in the world, but we're not of the world. We're a witness to this world through our life, and through our lips. Both of those are important. Now, if you have a witness that is all talk and no walk, you are a hypocrite. People will not listen to you because it's like, hey, you're, you're, you're phony. You're, you're just, 
you're just mouthing these words. You don't live any of this out. I want to see it in practice in your life. If Jesus is is your Savior, if he is enough, if he brings you satisfaction, then why are you pursuing alcohol and drugs and the party scene like I am to try and fill the, the hole in your heart? It's an honest question. So if there's not satisfaction in Jesus, and they can see that there's not satisfaction in Jesus, if there's no sweet aroma of the knowledge of him in every place you go, if he's not real in your life and really making a difference in your life and filling your heart with love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and gentleness and faithfulness and self-control, well, people notice that. And they know, hey, this guy, he, he talks a big game, but he doesn't live it out. So to, to share but not to shine as a believer is no good. We have to do both. We have to shine for Christ, and then we share. What is sharing? It's just telling people, hey, this is what the Lord did for me. This is what the gospel is all about. I always think of the gathering demoniac, Mark chapter 5, when Jesus cast out, remember, the legion of demons, and they went into the swine, and the swine ran off the, the, the cliff and drowned themselves in the ocean. They committed suicide. You remember that story? Well, that guy put his faith and trust in Christ, that guy who had the demons cast out. He put his faith and trust in Jesus, and he was begging Jesus, please let me go with you. And Jesus said to him, no. But go home to your people and tell them what great things the Lord has done for you and how he had mercy on you. And that man obeyed, and he went out to all the cities of the Decapolis, the ten Gentile cities on the uh, northeast side of the Sea of Galilee. And he shared what great things Jesus had done for him, and everyone marveled. Well, I bet they did because they knew that was the Gadarene demoniac. That was the guy that had a legion of demons. That was the guy that nobody could subdue even with chains. He was a total demonic psycho. And now all of a sudden he's preaching about Jesus who is mighty to save. He was shining and he was sharing and he was making a difference. God wants to use your life to make a difference and listen, you can look at people and say, well, you know, I'm just, I'm just one person. I, I just, I'm not well known. And, you know, I have uh, three friends on Facebook. I, you know, I just don't have much of a following. I, I have a, a job in a small, you know, company and just don't have much interaction. Listen, God wants to use your life wherever you are to make a difference. And he will use you. You are as Peter said, you are a, a holy nation, a, a royal priesthood, a chosen people, a people for God's own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who died for you, who rose again for you. And so wherever you are in life, pray and say, God, use my life this day. Now, I have a dear friend, Paige Patterson, who is president of Southwestern Seminary. He was president of Southeastern Seminary, uh, Baptist Theological Seminary, when I went there. And I've gotten to know Paige very well and his wife and his family. And I just appreciate him so much. I, I know few people who have been uh, as maligned and falsely accused as that man. 
But I still remember, and he still trusts the Lord, and he still walks with God, and he refuses to get bitter at those who hurl accusations at him. Uh, just a, a, a great man and a, a great mentor. Uh, he said something in uh, when I was at seminary at Southeastern in 1996. He said, listen, guys, here's the thing. You go to seminary, and he said, here's the danger in seminary. Everything can become clinical. Your relationship with God can become clinical. You're reading the Bible because you're studying for a test, and you're not letting the Bible get into your heart and change you, and uh, you become a professional, quote-unquote, professional Christian. You don't ever want to become a professional Christian. You want to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So he said, keep having a quiet time apart from the studies that you have. My Old Testament uh, survey class, it was, you know, the semester was read through the whole Old Testament. Well, that's a ton of reading. So don't let that just become your quiet time. Have a quiet time where you just spend time with the Lord. And it's, Lord, I'm not studying for a test. I'm just, I just want to spend time with you so you would speak to my heart. And then he said, and be a personal witness. Some of you guys are pastors, and you say, well, I witness every Sunday as I share from the pulpit. He said, that's not the same as talking to the guy at the grocery store, talking to the guy at the gas station, talking to your neighbor about Jesus. Be a personal witness for Christ. And I love this. He said, three things to pray every day. God, give me an opportunity today to share you with someone who doesn't know you. And number two, God, when that opportunity comes, help me to be aware of it, that this is the person you want me to share with. And number three, when that opportunity comes and when you show me this is the person you want me to share with, Lord, give me the strength and the courage and the boldness to not chicken out. We've all had that experience where we've chickened out. The Lord's put on our heart, go talk to that person. Oh, Lord, I can't talk to that person. I don't know what to say to that person. You know, it, it's, it's easier perhaps to go on a mission trip, to go across the sea and, and share Christ with people than it is to go across the street and share Christ with your neighbor. Uh, that can be hard. I don't know, Lord, that was, that's going to be awkward. What do I say? I'm just, hey, I'm just coming over to tell you about Jesus. Well, that might, that might be what you do. Um, Ada Ferguson is in heaven now. She was our counselor at First Baptist Texarkana for years. I just love Ada so much. She was such a bold witness. And when she moved to town, they moved from Austin to Texarkana. Uh, she had grown up uh, just outside of Texarkana in a little town called New Boston. And so this was home to her. And so she came home. She was on our staff part-time counselor. And I remember she told me, she said, you know, on Saturday, I just went uh, up and down my street and uh, just knocked on the door and let people know, hey, I'm your neighbor, and I'm a believer in Jesus, and I'd like to ask you uh, two questions. However, she shared the gospel. You know, uh, she was uh, trained in evangelism explosion like many of us had been trained. Can I ask you two questions? If you were to die tonight, tonight, do you know for certain that you would go to heaven? And if you were uh, to die and, and stand before God and he would say to you, why should I let you into my heaven? What would you say? those two diagnostic questions, uh, she would just share those. And you know what? She had lots of opportunities to lead people to Christ. The more you share, the more you get response from people. You know, it, it's in a crude way, I guess you can look at it this way. 
Uh, I did sales for a long time. You know, if you make one sales call a week, uh, you're not going to sell very much. But if you make 50 sales calls a week, you're probably going to have uh, more people interested in what you are sharing and what you are selling. So if you share with one person a month, you're probably not going to see a lot of results. But if you share with one person a day or two people a day or three people a day, and you're constantly inviting people to church, you're constantly witnessing, you're constantly sharing what great things the Lord has done for you and how he had mercy on you, you are going to find people that want to know more. Tell me more. Listen, There are people in your life, there are people in your circle of influence, in your circle of friends, people you rub shoulders with, people that work at the cubicle next to you, that they may not tell you what's going on in their lives, but so often they're walking around with a load of hurt and a, a load of guilt and a load of shame and they're, they're disillusioned with life perhaps. And they want to know, is there something more? Is there something real? There is. It's found in the Lord Jesus Christ. He said these words, Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you shall find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Come to me. Man, there are lots of burdened people just beaten down by the world and they need to know that there is a God who has hope there's a God who has restoration there's a God who can turn things around in their lives there's a God who can take away the sadness and turn it to joy there's a God who can take away the hopelessness and fill it with hope now may the God of hope Romans 15 13 one of my favorite verses now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Listen, as believers in Jesus, we have what every single person needs. We know the one who made us. We know the one who died for us. We know the one who rose again from the dead. And we can share that with every person that we meet. Now, we need to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. We're not just cramming things down people's throats. But as we shine for Christ and as we share, people will begin asking the question, how is this person so different from me? How does this person have joy? How does this person uh, respond so positively to bad news? How are they so upbeat and so kind and so fun to be around? That's the life of a Christian. That's what God wants to do in your life through your life, in my life, through my life. You're listening to Real Truth for Today, and I'm your host, Pastor Jeff Shreve. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Hello, I'm Sam Rohr, president of the American Pastors Network, a growing national network of pastors committed to the authority of Scripture and preaching the whole counsel of God. We believe biblical obedience is the foundation for revival and impacting our culture for Christ is our duty. For too long, the pulpits of America have been silent on the important issues such as marriage and family and assault on our liberty. Join us in the battle for truth on Stand in the Gap weekend, Sunday evenings at 6 p.m. on American Family Radio, and visit us at AmericanPastorsNetwork.org. When you hear this, 
This is American Family News. You know what follows is the truth. Your news from a Christian perspective. Hundreds of teachers are going to have to walk into that school building and they are forced to swallow political ideology that in many cases violates their very faith and conscience. If you miss it at the top of the hour, American Family News podcasts are available at AFN.net and sign up for our daily news brief at AFN.net. Introducing AFA Streaming, a new online platform that hosts all AFA-produced video content, including documentaries, church curriculum, American Family Radio shows, and our Cultural Institute series. The Constitution only works in the atmosphere of Christianity. Critical race theory and intersectionality are new religious frameworks. The Christian must say, as Paul said to the Galatians, there is no new gospel. AFA Streaming is a vital step that we are taking to fulfill our vision to be a leading organization in biblical worldview training for cultural transformation. You'll find top-notch resources that address the issues of our day related to marriage, family, the sanctity of life, and many others. Start streaming today, streaming.afa.net. The communist government has spoken. There's no room for Christianity within the walls of China. Hey, it's Michael Woolworth with Bible League International, and the man named Katsu is an evangelical pastor, a little more than 50. He serves outside of Beijing. I won't identify his village. But I would guess he has been beaten and jailed 25 times over the course of his ministry. Most recently, they beat him so severely he could not get up for a week. They let him go and told him to never speak of Jesus again. About a week later, a knock came on his door. He was somewhat reluctant to open it, but he found Hyo the bitter atheist interrogator who beat him terribly had one question that burned in his heart all week long. Why were you at such peace when we were beating you? So Katsu would open his door, open his Mandarin Bible, and lead this bitter atheist to faith in Christ together. They've witnessed thousands coming to Christ who all need Bibles in China. At $5 a Bible, would you call 800-YES-WORD? 800-YES-WORD. 800-YES-WORD or give at sendbiblesnow.org. That's sendbiblesnow.org work. Welcome back to Real Truth for Today. I'm your host, Pastor Jeff Shreve. We're talking about making an impact for the kingdom of God. And maybe you have a great story of how God used your life to make an impact in someone's life. You know, that's what we're here for as believers. You shall be my witnesses, and we're ambassadors for Christ. I'd love to hear about it. I'd love to talk to you about it. The number to call is 1-888-589-8840. That's 1-888-589-8840. And you can share just a, a brief story of how, hey, God used my life. Little old me, he used me to make a difference in this person at work, this person uh, that I grew up with, this person in high school, this person in college, whatever it was, uh, because we should all have lots of stories. As believers in Jesus, we should have lots of stories where, hey, I shared with this person, and, and uh, you know, this, this person rejected, but this person accepted. This person was asking for more information. I brought this person to church with me, and lo and behold, uh, after uh, a 
couple of weeks or a couple of months, they came to faith in Christ. You know, one of the great illustrations I heard once about witnessing was this. We're all links in a chain. You know, Paul said, I planted, Apollos watered, but God caused the growth. And when we share Christ, sometimes we're just the one that's throwing out seed and then sometimes we're the one that sees the person cross the finish line of faith. But it, it has to do with um, being faithful, and we're all links in a chain. And so uh, how did a person come to Christ? Well, so-and-so led them to pray to receive Christ. But it was more than just that one person, because that one person wasn't the only one who ever shared with them. It was a godly mother who was praying. It was a, an uncle who had witnessed. It was this person who had shared Christ and that person who had shared Christ. And finally, you got to be the last link in the chain, and you led them to faith in Jesus. It is such a victory when someone trusts Christ because we had a part in that or can have a part in that as the Lord uses us. Well, we have Bill from Texas on the line. Bill, welcome to Real Truth for Today. Jeff, how are you? Good. Go uh, ahead, yeah, Bill. Just a quick story. I was, uh, can you hear me? Yes, sir. Yeah, I, I drive to Rockwall every day from Dallas, uh, sort of a pre-retirement job. But I just had a thought. I have a friend of mine I, I grew up with. Years later, they moved to Minneapolis to raise their kids because they had their grandparents there. But he and I uh, had a conversation one day about the Lord years ago. And I shared Christ with him. I, mean, I can't even remember what I said. You know, it wasn't the four spiritual laws, but I just shared, I guess, the way of salvation and God's grace. And years later, we got reacquainted, and I said, Ford, when did you become a Christian? And his response that really touched me was, don't you remember? So you never know when you're going to plant those seeds. Yes, I shared Christ with him, but I kind of went on about my business and didn't realize that seed had been planted until years later. So it's kind of... It's like what you said about it. You didn't use the phrase numbers game, but when you sell, if you make one sales call a week or a month, you're not going to do very good. But if you right. talk to a bunch of people, and I have a sales background, and I learned a long time ago, as crude as it sounds, it's a numbers game. However, the more you make those calls, the more relationships you start to build by default. And then you never know... And now let's turn it into witnessing. Yes, I've talked to this person a long time, or I've befriended him, but it, it, it's just sort of a mysterious way that God plants those seeds and uses us for it. I, I confess, I don't share enough. Uh, I want to be Christ to others. I heard a guy say in a sermon once, be Christ to people. You know, love them, uh, share your story, help them, whatever you need to do to show, be an example. And I don't want to start rambling now because that's taking away your time. But I, anyway, I, I've thought about that story many times about my friend from Dallas that grew up. and We had a conversation one night, and years later, I asked him, how did you come to know Christ? He said, well, don't you remember? <laughs> yeah. so it's just, you know, it's just one of those things where just keep showing up. And uh, right. one other thing I'll mention, one other thing I'll mention to you, Jeff, I really love what you said is what Paige Patterson said, don't become a clinical Christian or a professional. Right. I think some I think sometimes in churches today we err on the side of being quote unquote right. Uh, yes, we want to be right in scriptures and standing on the errant word of God, but don't be so right and rigid that you're gonna be ungraceful to people in sharing the Lord. So that's, that's right. my two cents for today. 
Amen. Thank you, Bill. I appreciate that. Good word for sure. Um, yeah, we want to be right. And some people, uh, I see this in marriage a lot. You know, if you if you want to win arguments and you so want to have the other person say, well, you know, I was wrong, you were right. Um, it's probably going to make for a rocky relationship. But uh, you, we're called as believers to speak the truth in love. We don't always have to be right. I don't always, uh, you know, nobody gets everything right in the Bible. Um, we we desperately need to get the core things right in the Bible. But uh, I heard John MacArthur say, he said, you know, I believe what I believe with all my heart. Um, but he said, there's some parts of Scripture that I'm like, well, it could be this or it could be that. And so you can't be dogmatic on things that God hasn't given us uh all the information about. Uh, For instance, the return of Christ. I believe that the rapture is coming. I believe that the Bible is clear on that. Um, We, we, you can't say there is no rapture. First Thessalonians 4 tells us there is a rapture. The Lord is coming in the clouds and he's going to call us up. The question is, when does that happen? Well, good people can disagree on that. Good people can disagree on eschatology, the things to come. But good people can't disagree on the cross and the empty tomb and salvation is by grace through faith, uh, by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone. Those are core uh, elements of the gospel. We can't disagree on those and still be brothers in Christ because that is the core of the gospel. But uh, God does want to use our lives. You know, I think about the impact a person can have, and I always think about uh, Daniel, and when he went to Babylon along with his buddies, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that's how we know them, uh, but those were their Babylonian names. We know Daniel as Daniel because of the book of Daniel, but Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, he changed Daniel's name to Belteshazzar, and then uh, We know Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, uh, they had wonderful names, but their names were changed. Their names were, their given names, Hananiah, Azariah, and Mishael, um, and their names got changed to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. But we know those guys because they took a stand. They were going to, as we read earlier, 2 Corinthians chapter 6, come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. And so they didn't defile themselves with the king's choice food. They wouldn't bow down. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they wouldn't bow down to the king's image. Now remember this. They weren't the only four Jews that were taken from Jerusalem in the siege in 605 B.C. They weren't the only ones taken to Babylon. There were lots of Jews taken. We read about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego not bowing before Uh, Nebuchadnezzar's image and getting thrown in the fiery furnace, just three guys. Why? Because the other guys all bowed. They said, well, we just, you know, we got to go along to, we got to get a, go along to get along and, and we're just going to do what the king says. And, uh, you know, we, we need to respect authority. Yeah, you need to respect authority until authority tells you to do something that you're not supposed to do. And Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, when they were given a second opportunity, hey, they tell me you didn't bow before my image. I'm going to give you one more chance, and if I'm going to strike up the band. And if you don't bow, I'm going to throw you in the furnace of blazing fire. And what God is there who can deliver you from my hand? And Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego 
stood tall and said to the king, the most powerful man on the earth at that time, King Nebuchadnezzar, they said, we don't need to give you an answer concerning this. Our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us, and he will deliver us. And even if he doesn't deliver us, we're not going to bow before your image because that would be dishonoring to our God. And you know the story, famous story, Daniel chapter 3. They threw him into the fiery furnace, and there was a fourth man in the fire. And Nebuchadnezzar said to his, his uh, entourage, his uh, group of little sycophants, uh, were there not three men we threw into the fire? And they said, certainly, O king. And he said, but I see four men in the fire, loosed and walking about, and one is like the Son of God. Jesus Christ was in the fiery furnace with his guys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, Hananiah, Azariah, and Mishael. And Jesus Christ will be in your fiery furnace. Hey, the Lord always delivers his children. Sometimes he delivers before the fiery furnace. Sometimes he delivers in the fiery furnace. You know, we like it when God delivers before the fiery furnace. That's what happened to Peter, Acts chapter 12. God delivered him before he ever had to face Herod and, and the sword. James got his head cut off in Acts chapter 12, but Peter got delivered by the angel the night before uh, his execution. On the, I, I preached a sermon some years ago. I called it On the Eve of Execution, and it was about Peter getting delivered by the angel. So sometimes God delivers before the fiery furnace. Sometimes God delivers in the fiery furnace. Sometimes God delivers after the fiery furnace, and he takes us to heaven. That's what he did to Paul. The Lord will deliver me from every evil deed and bring me safely to his heavenly kingdom. To him be the glory. Paul got his head cut off. That's how he died. But the Lord delivered him and brought him to heaven. Well, we are taking your calls. The number to call is 1-888-589-8840. Uh, 1-888-589-8840. We're talking about uh, living a life of impact for the Lord Jesus Christ, and that's what God has called us to do, to be salt and light in a lost and dying world and to make a difference for the Lord Jesus Christ. And God will empower you to be his witness by his Spirit. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses. Well, we have Ricky from Tennessee on the line. Uh, Ricky, are you there? Ricky, welcome Hello, to Eric. Real Truth for Today. How are you? Well, if, if I... If I concentrate and just look straight ahead, I'll get around all the uh, lies and deceptions and I can tell the whole truth. <laughs> you know, Amen. Just, I, I thought. But uh, I'm the guy that called in. Um, I've been meaning to get back with you guys. It's over a month now. And then, uh, you know, I had visions and a lot of dreams growing up. I, I only had like two visions and a lot of dreams from God growing up and different things. And, and I could uh, uh, actually leave my body when I started uh, playing with dope, you know, mar marijuana, and, and mm -hmm. you know, when I was 13. But then when I went in the Army, because I was kind of suicidal, uh, I like the testimony that your, your, your friend gave, you know. 
I called old friends when I believed and came out the uh, military. I didn't go to war or nothing, but people think you did, you know. And then uh, I stay with veterans, but uh, I came out of the military, got married, um, divorced within six years altogether. I got two two daughters, a son. Now I got two grandsons and four granddaughters and a stepdaughter. I just want to leave these words uh after I got baptized, uh, the first time it was in Jesus' name, and my mom said, get baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, is what Jesus said. So. But Jesus has been showing up in all kind of ways after I got baptized, especially. Amen. Amen. Well, I'm glad to hear that, Ricky. Thank you for sharing. And the Lord... Uh is so good to us. He's good to save. You know, he'll, whoever will call upon the name of the Lord, the Bible says, will be saved, and he'll use our lives as we yield every day to him. So thanks for calling in, Ricky. God bless you. We have Neil from Oklahoma. Neil, go ahead. You're on Real Truth for today. Yes, sir. Good morning. So good, good morning. to be on here with you. Yes, sir. Say, I just wanted to say that I've been a backslidden Christian for way too long. I'm 70 years old. It's time for me to make an impact in this world. Amen. For the Lord. That's right. And uh, the way he's getting to me, it's hard for me, to number one, to find a church in this town that preaches the truth. You know, the real deal truth, the whole thing, unashamedly. Okay. But he has put it on my heart to start tithing my 10%. That's good. Yeah. Well, hey, Ricky, or Neil, I'm sorry, we're running out of time, but I appreciate your, your calling in today and appreciate your desire to say, hey, I'm 70 years old, but it's time for me to really yield my life to Christ so that he can use me. It's never too late. Uh, whether you have... Uh, another five years, 10 years, 20 years, whatever it is, God wants to use you. And so uh, I'm just going to pray, Neil, for you, that the Lord would use you in great ways in the time that you have left on this earth. Well, thank you for joining us today on Real Truth for Today. I'm your host, Pastor Jeff Shreve. Follow me on Twitter, at Jeff Shreve, at Jeff Shreve, J-E-F-F-S-C-H-R-E-V-E. I'll be with you again tomorrow. God bless you. <music>